Welcome to our new podcast series called In the Mix. I am Wynn Darden, I'm the business manager for the Lumaflon FEVE fluoropolymer resins. The podcasts are all about choosing the right coating solutions where we discuss with industry experts what influences their decision-making processes when it comes to specifying and using coatings. We'll delve into how experts develop their strategic planning approach to current structural and future market demands. In this episode, we'll talk with Gary Edgar, National Architectural Specification Manager for PPG, on how they as a coding supplier develop and meet the requirements of a coding spec in the architectural space. Gary will educate us on their processes and uh, what are the, some, of, some of the challenges they encounter along the way. Well, good morning, Gary. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you have a lot of experience in coding. You know, good morning, Wynn. I'm glad to be here. Hello, everyone. Yeah, so I'm Gary Edgar. I'm the National Specification Manager for PPG on our industrial coatings. Uh, for building products. So I actually work with specifiers, uh, fabricators, our applicators, and I, I try to close the gap, right? Or close the loop between, you know, the architect, the applicator, the fabricator, and uh, the owner at the end of the day. So I also write the warranties for our building products. For, so that includes not only our powder coats, right, on the extrusion side, but also our liquid uh, coatings for extrusion, our coil coatings that are liquid, and then also our air dry coatings, uh, air dry floor polymers that you know typically get long-term warranties. Well, thanks, Gary. Um, let's start uh, talking about powder coatings. I think uh, there's a lot of interest in the architectural segment today in, in powder. You guys have a, a kind of a unique product platform. I th- uh, think you call that uh, the Coraflon Platinum. If you uh, tell us a little bit about that. Certainly, Wynn. So, yes, we uh, our Coraflon Platinum has been out on the market for now a little bit more than two years. Um, so we had the original Coraflon powder, um, which was FEVE, the backbone, right? And then Coraflon Platinum is our second generation. So although we've had the product on the market for two years commercially, it's actually been on the fence for over 10 years. So we've been developing uh, this powder technology for a long time, right? And, you know, part of that 10 years, that's a long time, but for FGIA and AMA specifications for 2605, you really need to have, it's voluntary, but you really need to have uh, exposure of 10 years, 10 years on the fence, right? To, to really know that color shift and that chalk and how the, how the material is really going to hold up. But with our Coraflon Platinum, not only were we, you know, made sure that it, it meets this FGIA um, 2605 specifications, we were able to make it 25% more uh, transfer efficient. So what, what does that mean? Um, more powder on the part, right? Um, less powder being wasted, although powder is not really wasted if you have the proper booths that can recycle powder because it is recyclable, right? You can reclaim the powder that doesn't land on there, but still that, that takes time. So, uh, 20% more efficient. And, um, so we also, with this platinum platform, we were concerned about corrosion. Uh, one thing with, uh, our Coraflon 
is it really it's a one coat powder but in seacoast conditions and most powders that we saw in that 2605 space without a primer in, in a seacoast condition uh, would fail they would have filiform corrosion they'd have corrosion uh, problems issues um, where our chloroform platinum we developed it as a single coat application for seacoast environments so it so far it's performed uh, 10 times better than our, our Coraflon uh, without a primer, right? Our, our first generation Coraflon. So we're excited about that. And we also, you know, we also introduced a lower sheen, right? So with that, with that product line, we were able to actually get down into um, a matte finish, maybe a five or 10 sheen, if you will. And what that you know, enables us to do is actually get into that anodized space. I mean, anodized aluminum's out there. It's used all the time. Everyone sees it every day. Uh, but the neat thing is, uh, with our powder coat that looks like anodized, the black, the you know, the silver anodized, which is the classic, right, and the champagne. But we're able to offer long-term warranties of 20 years, uh, where the anodizing doesn't offer those types of warranties. And, and anodizing is a pretty dirty process, isn't it? It's a pretty dirty process when mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever been to an anodized facility, um, but it, uh, it there, there's a lot of chemicals there, a lot of dip tanks and um, right. It's, it's not as environmentally friendly um, yes. as, as one would think. So, okay. Now um, when you guys are selling the technology, what are the key benefits of powder versus liquid that you talk to the architect about? Well, I mean, so, Powders really actually um, come a long way. The, the disadvantage with powder years ago uh, and, and with PPG, right? We, I mean, we've had Duranar for uh, 56 years and uh, that, that liquid appearance and it's, it's pretty smooth, right? When you, you have a product that's 30% solids and you bake it down, you can get it to lay out pretty, pretty smoothly. And one of the challenges with powder uh, is trying to get that smooth finish, especially with architects, right? Everybody's, they're, they're looking at their hood of their car, right? And they're wanting their building to, uh, that they're designing to look the same way. So some of the, the key uh, advances with, with our new platinum platform is that we can get it to actually lay down and be fairly smooth, very smooth. So. In fact, I was up in an architect's office last week up in New York, and we laid out some panels, and they were a little shocked that they thought they were liquid, but they were powder. And not only were they powder, they were smooth, but we had micas and metallics. And micas and metallics in a powder has been a challenge, as you know, right, Yes, Wynn? yep, very difficult, yep. Very difficult. We, you know, in the industry, they almost call it a liquid-like appearance. For the powder right you get that smoothness and and those really uh, sparkly metallics so uh, we've been able to improve that and and the technology in powder is is moving forward that samples that we did five years ago and samples that we do today trying to match some of those liquid samples that that are very popular uh, the gap is closed tremendously in fact some of these colors you can't really tell the difference between uh, the liquid wow. and the powder. That's just great. 
So you really are offering a lot of uh, new design dimensions to the architect, right? So if you want matte versus uh, glossy, uh, smooth, if you want a texture, you can do that. But uh, you guys have overcome some of the uh, some of the issues with powder with the, with the uh, platinum. Well, exactly. And, and when you talk about design, that's that's really where the advantage with powder, because, you know, it's a single code application. So with that single coat application, you can get these micas and metallic looks without a clear coat that sometimes you need in a liquid. But more importantly, you could get multicolors. You can get a multicolor, a stone look, and a one coat application. It's 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 mixed in with the powder. It's part of the application. So you could have actually several colors and throw in some mica or metallic pigment and and offer a little bit higher sheen right we talked about the matte finish but the sheen with especially with the fev resin you can go all the way up to uh, a gloss so you have uh, the design uh, capabilities are are just tremendous so some of the uh colors that we've done certainly we've talked about the anodized but a stone granite look speckled look, some texture, rolling texture. And also with the powder coatings, we've actually been able to increase some of the color space. I mean, you have to be careful when you're in 2605. I mean, architects sometimes and designers and owners uh, think that they can get a really vibrant color that's going to last a long time on the exterior of the building. And we have systems that we can try to provide that. But by using some of the technologies of of the FEV powder, we we have a clear coat, so we've been actually able to take some of those maybe exotic colors and and maybe make those in uh, a twenty six oh four, and then put the clear coat on top of. It. So there's there's definitely uh, more capabilities uh, with the powder today, and again, architects like that. I mean, we've had we've had buildings that are terracotta on the on the bottom floor. And instead of the other 40 floors, maybe being a terracotta, uh, which you got to maintain uh, the skeleton, uh, typically of, of the building has to be stronger to withstand the weight. We've matched that terracotta in a powder uh, and, and painted uh, all on aluminum and a curtain wall. And it all looks very uniform. So the average person walking down the street doesn't realize they think the whole building's terracotta, but actually only the first two floors are. Wow. That's pretty, pretty impressive there. Now, um, I know we're seeing, uh, uh, we're seeing in the market right now, we, we think that there's a move away from the, uh, the liquid coatings uh, to some extent. Are you guys seeing the same thing? Uh, the level of interest at the architect? Oh, certainly. Certainly. I mean, uh, it's sustainability is, is, is the second word besides color, right? Out of everyone's I, I want to say design initiative, right? It's all about sustainability, but it's also about the color, right? So trying to, to bring those two in is, um, is what we're doing with powder. I mean, with sustainability with powder and explaining this to architects and, and building owners and, and even applicators, when you talk about powder coats, the only thing that's missing is the solvent. I mean, at the end of the day, the powder has has the the resin, um, which is the backbone, you know, fluoroethylene vinyl ether, right? FEVE, that's the backbone. They all have the pigments, right? The color, 
they actually add some UV durabilities, maybe some corrosion resistance, some additives. And then, right, those pigments also have the mica look, right? You have the textures, you have different things in there, but there's no solvent. So you have the same things in a liquid. So when you start removing that solvent piece out of the coating process, I mean, it, it really increases the sustainability piece of it, right? you don't have to worry about voc and and a lot of architects that are studying and, and learning about sustainability it's not only during the application right that there's no solvents but when you manufacture the the powder coatings there's no solvent in our process either so there's no solvent uh, when we when we manufacture that so what does that mean that means that we don't have to have barrels of solvent in our manufacturing plants and the applicator <clears throat> at the end of the day doesn't have uh, a powder applicator doesn't have all that solvent either to clean up with so it's actually a, it's a, it's a very clean process cleaner operation yeah right um what do you think short term and long term what is what do, what do you guys see uh in the in the powder market well, in, in the short term, uh, education, right? Education, there's a lot of architects and specifiers and uh, designers that are familiar with powder coats, but there's a lot that are not familiar with that. And they don't understand the difference. They don't understand um, maybe what they can achieve with that, with the multicolors. And sometimes they actually want to try to achieve a look uh, with that's a, a liquid coating that they can uh, get at maybe a conventional or a boutique that really is not sustainable and can't be done in a liquid coating because it requires multiple, multiple passes, multiple coats to get that maybe like a patina look, right? Where we can do that in a powder, one coat. So, you know, short term is, is just educating, educating uh, the whole industry on powder, right? The different appearances. And the, the other thing that's, I, I do believe that as, as it's accelerating powder as we, as we move forward is the cost between a, a powder application and a liquid application used to be substantially different. The powder used to cost more, but with the going with a one coat powder and actually some of the costing of the raw materials and, and where the world has gone after the pandemic, uh, the cost between liquid and and powder is actually pretty similar, uh, depending on the lines, right? Depends on the applicator, but they're more in line. So uh, costing kind of, you take that out and then powder becomes even more advantageous. Right, right. Yeah, we've heard uh, there's an increase in the number of vertical powder coating lines that are coming over to the U.S. now. And uh, we, we understand that that lowers significantly the applied cost of the powder. Exactly vertical lines and and what we're seeing from our side is again i mean we've been in the liquid side for a long time right but we're seeing our long time applicators you know adding new lines but not adding liquid lines they're they're wanting to add they're moving toward powder because they see they see the movement right they can see it from the architects yep but then they also see it from the standpoint of again when you start taking out all that solvent that's needed and you don't have the VOC issues and uh, the disposal of powders uh, relatively uh, inexpensive compared to liquid products and all the hazardous waste, it, it becomes, I want to say, a no-brainer. It's like everybody's moving that way, so um, it's easier to actually 
see it specified, get it specified, and get it applied. Um, can you give us any uh, information on, on any notable buildings that you've done with the, uh, with the Coraflon Platinum? Well, when, um, right now we're working on a large project uh, in, in Boston. It's Landmark 3. It's, it's really just coming out of the gate, and um, it's going to be one of the largest actually projects on the east coast uh this year so it's a, it's got a little bit late start but there's several coraflon platinum colors on on that project and we have uh we're certainly looking forward to it and again it's going to be it's probably going to be the biggest project that's ongoing in 2024 right in the u.s what about the uh the previous coraflon any notable buildings that were done with the uh with the uh, standard coraflon Yes. So with our with our Coraflon product, and and these are certainly available in our. I mean, Hudson Yards in New York City. Mm-hmm. We've yep. done we've done those. The PMC Tower in uh, Pittsburgh, and uh, City Walk in in Brooklyn uh, is, is another one that that we've we've done. So we've done we've done several large projects uh, with our powder coats. Any notable buildings that you've repainted? Uh, I know I've seen some pictures of uh, roof coating uh, on hotels down in the Caribbean, I think. We do several main uh, large projects a year. It's, it's slowed down a little bit with COVID. Um, but one we, we just finished up and it took a lot longer because of the pandemic is um, one pin in New York City. Uh, if you if you go down there, that, that building was actually um, an anodized look. Um, and we started that before the, in 2019, uh, we started that project in New York City and they just finished up uh, earlier this year, but all that anodizing now is a matte black. So, which is really interesting because, you know, we talk about the matte and, and the powder coat, right? Everybody's looking for that matte sheen um, you're starting to see it on cars, and usually, the, you know, once it starts in automotive, it it goes into appliances, and it ends up right with buildings. People want that look, so that building is actually done in a matte black, um, especially for them. And um, yeah, that's uh, it's really it's changed the whole the entire look of that building, and then all the new construction that's going on is is matching the same. So that whole campus is going to be it's going to look the same and it's going to age the same. Gary, do you have credited or licensed coders that you use for your powder coating? Absolutely. So we have, we have our cat program, uh, which is our certified applicator program. And we have their liquid and powder. And then we have our approved applicators that are both liquid and powder. So we're trying as we go forward, certainly uh, increasing the amount of uh, powder. Because if you look through our website at ppgmetalcoatings.com over our applicators, most of them are liquid. But what we're seeing is the, the trend to move to powder coaters. So we have actually we have a dedicated uh, technical team that works uh, with our powder, uh, just like we do with our liquid. We're definitely we're definitely moving. Uh, that direction with powder and our applicators are, are moving with that and with us as partners. Okay. Good. That's great. So uh, changing the subject a little bit, you guys also offer air dry fluoropolymer coatings for the uh, rehabilitation market. 
Absolutely, Wynn. I'm glad you brought that up. So again, our we we use the uh, FEV resin in our air dry Corifon ADS air dry system. So in PPG, Corifon is our FEVE resin backbone coating system. So we have we actually have a, a Corifon in our coil side that we use as a clear coat to get many different sheens and also add uh, dimensional looks and we also use that resin to give maybe a semi-transparent look on the coil side uh, so you still have that metal like appearance but you can see through it and then we have our Corflon ADS now Corflon ADS we've had for over 20 years uh, in the PPG lineup and that's actually where I, I really started with air dry fluoropolymers and some of the buildings that have, have go back and and we've coded 20 years ago you go there today they, they do have some of the uh maybe factory applied duranar on on different uh column covers but the majority of the building was was coated in chloroflon and you know you take a, a dark bronze and and you go back 20 years later and you can't tell the difference between the air dry and the factory applied boy that's great isn't it it is it, it certainly is i mean so it's expanded right and we started off recoding buildings because again uh, you know we talk about we've been in this architectural space with with ama for a long time so you know 30 years into it you could start to see hey what if somebody wants to go back and repaint one of these buildings how are you going to get that long-term durability so the cost of the coating right is is a fraction it's 10, maybe 20%. The, the big piece of it is the labor. So if you can get a service life of 20 to 30 years out of one application and, and uh, you know, your, your cost savings becomes tremendous. Uh, using, you know, typically using conventional coatings, you know, urethanes are very popular. It's, it's on your automobile. And, you know, we get comments from architects, well, you know, this urethane is really good. Listen, I get a lifetime warranty on my automobile. It's like, well, yeah, certainly, as long as you own it. But um, it's not going to last like a fluoropolymer. It's not going to give you that long-term durability. Right. Yeah, and especially as a, as a uh, single top coat system, I think. That's that's really where the fluoropolymer uh, uh, accelerate. Um Exactly. And, and when just to expand a little bit, so we started with buildings, but you know, we've moved into certainly, I mean, water tanks, uh, bridges, roller coasters, uh, different substrates, fiberglass, where you can't really go back and put a, a factory applied material on fiberglass because it'll melt. Mm -hmm. yep. You can go back and use use this this system on fiberglass panels and um, you know, get something that's going to last a a long time. Well, that's great. Uh, very interesting, Gary. I really appreciate you uh, uh, taking the time to speak with us. Oh, absolutely, Wayne. I appreciate the opportunity and powders uh, the wave of the future. Thank you for listening to our podcast, In the Mix. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to hear more, be sure to subscribe. To catch all the latest from Lumiflon, you can visit our website at lumiflonusa.com or follow us on Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn at Lumiflon USA. Thanks again. See you next time.